Leaving school is a huge milestone in anybody's life. And if you know someone who needs a little extra support, Carers Queensland is here to help. Our School to Adult Life Transition project is making sure young people with disability have a chance to make the best start. That means building skills, knowledge, opportunities, making connections with their community and meeting the people who can help them succeed. We're building a community where all our kids of all abilities are welcome and included and able to thrive. Find out more, get in touch or look for events and opportunities coming up near you. Visit our website at carersqld.com.au or call our inquiries line on 1300 999 636. Choice and Control, a podcast celebrating people with disability. Brought to you by Carers Queensland, NDIS Local Area Coordination Partner in the Community. Gary Allen is the founder of Enabled.VIP, a business incubator built around the needs of aspiring entrepreneurs with disability. He knows a thing or two about business himself. His research ethics consultancy has worked around the world, including contracts in far-flung places like Lithuania and Kazakhstan. Gary has multiple sclerosis and uses a power wheelchair, and he says Australia has some catching up to do when it comes to people with disabilities' involvement in employment and entrepreneurship. When you look at the um, stats and you compare North America, the UK and Europe to us, the level of um, disability entrepreneurship compared to non-disabled folk um, is much higher in those other countries than it is here. And when you drill down a bit, that um, it's a lack of role, which obviously becomes a self-replicating problem, lack of peer support and lack of resources. So. The idea of Enable VIP is to say you know, that what we can do is if we help sort of establish, nurture and support a community of practice and try and help folk, you know, whether it's monetizing a hobby or craft, establishing a micro business or establishing a small business, if we can help people to do that. And you know, we're not talking about the next Apple or Amazon. You know, we might only be talking about a few hundred dollars a month. You know, they could transform people's lives. So over 40% of Australians who live with a disability are living on or near the poverty line. So if we can do something to help, I think that's just a massive public good. So that's what we're trying to set up. How long has Enabled.VIP been in existence? So we've been working on it for about two years. We're currently doing a pilot test with 10 Australians. We've got the resource library and the blog live now. So how is Enable.VIP different to what else is out there or is there nothing else out there like this? Uh, I mean, there's Remarkable, which is a group down south, which is a technology incubator for folk with disability. Um, the stuff they do is great, but um, they're a bit later journey than we are. So we've already chatted to them about, hey, we might have some members that we urge in their direction. And maybe they have some people contacting them that they um, urge in our direction because um, University of Technology Sydney did a research group that was looking at disability entrepreneurship about 18 months ago. And when you heard people talking about the program, a lot of folk with disabilities kept talking about how much, you know, how difficult it was to jump from doing nothing at all in the business space to running your own business and how much uh, 
apprehension he caused. And so what we thought was, you know, I think that there's a good support for the idea of what there is and exactly the support to help people do it um, and walk them through the basis of things like setting up your an ABN and thinking about insurance, setting up um, tracking for your money, that sort of thing. So the point of the Noble VIP is to say, you know, we can help, so we're a source of support. Unlike the incubators that are out there for non-disabled folk, you know, we get disability, we understand there will be times where people just won't be up to rushing around setting things up. And so it's a gentle of, hey, let us be a friend that helps you support a, a voice that you can call on for advice is really what we're trying to set up. And why do you think it's important for people with disability to have employment goals? I think it's incredibly important. Um, really what we end up talking about is dignity, social connection, a sense that you're making a contribution and your work is actually being recognised. If we help people to actually set up something that would generate money, it connects them to society, it gives them some affirmation and dignity, which I think is a net benefit. So um, in the UK, there was a program helping folk with an intellectual disability to set up their own business, and that they worked out it saved just over £2 million in terms of um, reduced welfare payments because people are earning some money, reduced call on mental health and social support services because of that way of connection. So Griffith University has got um, something they call the Dignity Project, which we're connecting to fairly strongly because you know we believe that when we're talking about entrepreneurship and we're talking about that kind of engagement, that is absolutely about dignity. Starting a business, like everything else, takes money, and that can be a huge barrier if you're currently underemployed or unemployed. So Enable.VIP has a free option to make sure it's accessible for the people who need it most. So at the moment we've got what we call Fronds Membership, which is completely free. Anybody that lives with a disability, a carer, or someone with an established connection to disability in, in Australia can join the platform for free. When they join that way, they get access to our resource library. They will get invites to our um, webinars to be sent up, sent up blog. You know, it's probably about 80% or so of the platform they are able to access for no cost. And, you know, there's no expectation that they do anything they read the stuff that's interest, of interest to them and participate in any event that catches their interest. So, I mean, I just really would encourage people to um, join as a Prime member. So, if you go to the Enable VIP website, um, there's a join link, and as part of the join, there's a spot where you can say that you want to join as a free member. I'm not doing this to um, doing this to make money, but I mean, I think that's um, what Australia is doing at the moment isn't working. The country cannot afford to be doing a better job about um, disability employment. I think disability entrepreneurship is a big, big part of that equation. 
Do you have a passion or a talent to share with the world? A small business can be a great way for people with disability to earn income, build your confidence, be more independent and be an active part of your community. Carers Queensland is supporting our next generation of entrepreneurs with the Be Your Own Boss Microbusiness Project. It's a place to find out what it means to start a business, whether it's a good fit for you. Connect with business mentors and learn from existing microbusiness owners and even opportunities to showcase your goods and services in the Be Your Own Boss Marketplace. Find out more, get in touch or look for events and opportunities coming up near you. Visit our website at carersqld.com.au or call our inquiries line on 1300 999 636. So you've spoken about Enable VIP a bit. Tell me about other, what other things are you invested in with work? My day job is um, Oakruff University. I'm in the research office as a full-time staff member. I've been there since 2003. I... The for-profit company I mentioned before is a consultancy firm in the research ethics and research integrity space. And that's something I'm passionate about. It's really been really exciting the way it's been growing. It's just, as I say, the opportunity to actually pay forward in terms of some of that experience I've had. And I think it's not that hard to set something up that will generate you some income. And if we can help you make those steps, you know, it's not an insurmountable goal at all. Did you have to change your career trajectory after you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? I was on a particular career path at the time. I was first got ill with multiple sclerosis, which forced a career change. And it's the best thing that happened to me. If you look at your life, you can't look at the bad things that happened to you and say, I wish that hadn't happened. If it hadn't happened, I would have done these other things. Because you won't be the same person if you didn't have those bad experiences in your life. So I'm pleased that I've got MS. I'm pleased that it forced change in terms of how I look at my life, how I look at my family, and where I put my energy. So this uh, tendency to focus on the nasty symptoms, but um, actually also there's been some really important doors that just opened. Yeah, that's a great philosophy to have, definitely. And where do you see yourself in five or ten years' time with your employment and, and your projects? I'm planning that I'll probably retire from the regular um, workforce in about two years. I hope after that to keep doing work on Rx and the Noble VIP. I'd love to be in a position where enabled is earning me a little bit of money, but, um, but you know, it's, as I say, it's not about making profit, it's about affecting a constructive change. So, you know, answer your question, I, in five years' time, I'm you know, happily retired from regular work and I'm doing the things that I love in terms of those other, other two projects. Former US President George W. Bush coined the phrase, the soft bigotry of low expectations. It refers to people who are vulnerable or marginalised, including many people with disability, not being expected to excel and achieve at the same rate as their mainstream counterparts. And Gary sees something of that attitude in the accepted wisdom around disability employment. It's not very enabling. So it's not about helping people to achieve you know, what their dreams are. It's, you know, what are you prepared to settle on? And so, I mean, I think it's, 
an important change of the conversation to say, let's help people pursue that. I think of folk in the workforce, over 30% of them have experienced some sort of prejudice or discrimination. And so, you know, disability entrepreneurship is a way it's great. It allows people to set up their own work, set up in their space and what they're pursuing rather than being locked into a toxic working environment. Just tell me a little bit about your NDIS journey. When did you access the scheme and what sort of supports are you accessing now? So I started when um, Brisbane first went live. So what's that now? Two or three years ago. It's made a phenomenal difference to my life. I get um, a couple of head carers that help me out during the day. And, you know, as my ability with the keyboard and mouse has started to deteriorate, having somebody that can help me with that means I keep on doing the things I love. But it's also being able to do some social activities and connections. All of that has really been made possible by the NDIS. You know, I think the advice I want to give to folk is engage with a, a plan manager and a service coordinator. Engage with their local area coordinator to get advice so that they're actually able to use their plan to the max. It's worth the effort to actually set up a running. One of the young things that floored me the other day um, was about 50% of um, Australians with a disability are women. Only about 30% of NDIS clients are women, which just completely floored me. So it's something that we're trying to do, something about enable therapy. So um, of, our, of our board members, Four out of six members of the advisory board are women, and we are very conscious of that of um, intersectionality in terms of disability. So, for example, if you're a woman with a intellectual disability and you're Indigenous, you're going to be facing three levels of, of barriers. So, it's something that we are very conscious of in AMPVP and looking at ways to address that. So, there's three of us on the advisory board. Business people who live with a disability. So we thought it, it's really important to have the motto of nothing for or about us without us. Um, so, you know, we think that's really important to have an authentic perspective of how we get some of these realities. And you definitely keep busy with this projects, the for profits, the working and you were saying you know the NDIS is allowing you to have a bit of a social life as well what do you do in your your limited spare time? Uh, my wife's son and I discovered a genuinely wheelchair friendly um, apartment um, up at Mulloba so we went up there for two weeks together and there was a spot that had a hospital bed and a hoist in the apartment which just made it possible basically for me to be there during the holiday and enjoy time with them. Whether or not I do enough of that is probably um, an open question given the fact I'm a self-confessed workaholic. <laughs> probably not enough. You know, I try and i member of a couple of social groups that are online groups. So like the Disability Leadership Institute, Institute is um, just a fantastic way of 
competing with Funk nationally and um, unplugging from um, the grind for a little while. To find out more about Enabled.vip, you can look them up online. The address is exactly what you think it will be, enabled.vip. And for more support and resources around starting your own business, you might be interested in Carers Queensland's Be Your Own Boss Microbusiness Project. Find out more about that on the Carers Queensland website, carersqld.com.au. Thanks for joining us at Choice and Control, a Carers Queensland podcast. For more information about the National Disability Insurance Scheme or Carers Queensland, contact us online at carersqld.com.au. You can call us on 1300 999 636 or head to Facebook and look for Carers Queensland NDIS.